Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us right here for the Active Church Podcast. We believe that you can tell a better story and we are so glad you are engaging with our content today. You're about to hear from one of our incredible teaching pastors and we hope that you'll be impacted by this message. Thanks again for being with us. Hey, maybe you are like me out there where there's just certain songs that get stuck in your head. I'm not talking about like for a minute or two. I'm saying like you can't shake it. Maybe there's even songs that you listen to that just transport you back to a time of your life. For me, there's one particular song that just gets me back to the year 2008, 7th grade Jess. I know, crazy. But I'm in a full purple velvet Juicy Couture jumpsuit. I have my heelys on with the wheels at the bottom of the shoes, pretending like I know how to skate around. And of course, I have my lip gloss with the watermelon flavor glitter inside because if there wasn't glitter, it wasn't worth it to me, you know? And on my iPod Nano, if you remember those little things there, was a song by none other than Lil Mama Lip Gloss. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It's a good song. But when I hear that song, it just takes me back to that day where I'm just getting hyped up, ready for school. And maybe there are some old school hip hop fans that are watching right now. Maybe there's some punk rock fans or some country lovers. And if I didn't uh, mention your music genre, I'm sorry, just forgive me. Let's move past that. But I think we can agree. There's these songs that play in our head that we just take us back, a flood of memories come, and we just feel all the emotions from back then. And I think the same thing goes for our faith and church and the different lingo that we might have heard before, have been taught before, when we hear it, kind of transports us back and it floods memories over us. Over the past four weeks, we have been talking through some of the cycles that we might see in our lives. And if this is your first time watching or maybe you're just hopping in this week, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us for week four of this series. My name is Jess and I am a part of the team here at Active. I am so excited to hop into this conversation with you. As we talked about these different cycles in our lives, we're also talking about taking inventory of the things that we've been taught growing up so we can break the cycles that might have held us back from telling a better story with Jesus in our lives. And with inventory comes something called self-reflection. And this can be a little difficult sometimes, especially when there's things that we don't really want to think about again. But without self-reflection, without that work, we can be taking on these generational things from the ones around us to also the ones ahead of us. And so today we want to finish up our series, put a bow on it by being thoughtful about what we think and what we've been taught about God. And so today, I want to talk to you about breaking the cycle of toxic religion. What I know to be true about you and I is that there might be people right now who are watching who might have been hurt by church, by faith, by religion. Maybe you've felt some type of hurt from it. Maybe you felt manipulated. False promises were given to you. You were told that you were not enough to be a part of the story of God. Maybe you were even told that you had to earn this free gift of salvation and grace and love. Maybe you were even given a script that said that you had to be this way without any care of your own personal life change. And those things have led us to feel like we don't want anything to do with faith, with church, with Jesus, none of it. 
I also know that there's some of you watching who are just trying to figure things out. You want faith, but you just don't know if you can trust it. Maybe you've heard things online. You've heard things from those that you love talk about this, these things that have come up through church and all of this stuff. Maybe you've seen stuff on the news or social media that just made you turn off from it. You want to trust it, but you just don't know if you can. This might sound weird, but can I just say I'm, I'm excited that you're watching with us today because this is the perfect place for you to ask those questions, for you to feel those feels, and to know that this is a safe place for you. A few years back, I found myself in a place where I was hurt and I was lost and I felt betrayed by the community that I loved for so many years. And somehow I made my way into the doors of Active. And when I came in, I was not this fun, bubbly Jess, but I was, I was broken. And it was through the genuine, honest, and loving embrace of this community that brought me in and reminded me that I, I belong. Not only do I belong, but I belong before I believe. And that is what helped heal me from the past and all of the stuff that came with it. And that is the same for you today. One thing that we hold tightly here at Active is that you will always belong before you believe. See, faith is it's important, right? It's important to a lot of people, and not because you want to call yourself religious or because it drives, the reason why is because it drives who you are and your understanding of this world, which is why we have to be so aware of how our understanding of God is driving us. And if there's something wrong in this engine of our heart that is stopping us from wrapping our arms around the love and the fullness that God has for us. What I know about Jesus is this. In John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, A thief is only there to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, Jesus, has came so that they can have real and eternal life, a more and better life than they have ever dreamed of. Sounds great, right? But I know for some of us, this might not have been our experience. Maybe you found religion to place a shackle on you, a weight that just seems so unbearable. And maybe there's still things that you're trying to unravel to this day. So today, let's walk through some of these ideas that we might have about church and, and faith that might stop us from making sense of it all and help us really understand who God is. Because I can promise you, on the other end of this, we will find freedom. So what makes religion toxic? Toxic religion looks like this. When my faith says that I have to fear it, looking at God as a boss. When I was growing up, I seen God as this like all-powerful, almighty, really scary, don't get on his bad side type of God. I was told, hey, God's watching you. Even if I don't see it, God's gonna see it. So, so don't make him upset. And I'm sure that those things weren't meant to harm me, but it really created a fear of God in me. I was afraid that I would say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing and I would get on God's bad side and maybe he'll turn me into salt or something. Like I was terrified of God. And there's a big difference between a fear of God and being afraid of God. Fear of God sounds like this. God, you are so great. I'm in wonder of all that you are. I'm blown away by how big and mighty you are and I stand in trust and submission to you. There's a posture of reverence with a fear of God. But being afraid of God sounds something like this. Matt, I hope I don't mess up. I hope I don't get him upset. I hope I didn't go too far this time. 
See, this lifestyle actually dominated the Jewish people of Jesus' time. The popular formula was that God blesses the righteous and curses the unrighteous. So I'm going to take you to a passage of scripture in John chapter 9, verse 1 to 3. And we're in this moment where Jesus is walking with his disciples, those that were closest to him, and they come across a man who was born blind. So here we go. John chapter 9, verses 1 to 3, it says, As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, said asked his disciples, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It's not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. See, these people, they only knew that if you did something wrong, you were unrighteous. If you did something right, you were righteous. So they figured he's blind because of something wrong that he did. But Jesus, taking every opportunity to dismantle this idea, lets them know it's neither of those things. It's not because he did something wrong or his parents did something wrong, but actually this man is about to bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus. See, disobedience doesn't mean that God will strike you down and that your world's going to crumble the second that you make a mistake. But on the flip side, obedience also doesn't mean that you're going to get a check in the mail tomorrow because you gave someone a dollar or something, right? What I know is that being afraid of God leads us to hiding. When we're wrong, being afraid of God makes us afraid of being in the wrong. It leaves us feeling like we're walking on eggshells. You ever felt that tension where there's just, you don't, you don't know if the other person's going to snap, so you just feel like you got to be careful and ease your way in. It makes us think that, man, am I enough? Did I, did I do enough? Did I say the right thing? Did I pray the right prayer to please God? We become so focused trying to do the right thing to make up for the bad thing that we lose sight of the whole thing. And the whole truth is, is this, is Jesus is bigger than any mistake. And that might sound so simple because... It is that simple. Your mistakes that you make do not define who you are. And your fear that you have doesn't mean that you have more faith. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. See, God sent Jesus knowing all the mistakes that you would ever make, and he still chose the cross for you. Toxic religion also looks like this, when my faith says that I have to earn it. This makes us feel like we aren't good enough to sit at the table with Jesus or community. This makes us feel like we've been told that we have to do things in order to have purpose or to feel like we were enough to live a life with Jesus. To summarize this cycle, it's the idea that God's love and favor is dependent on my behavior. Friends, I'll be super honest with you, I found myself in this cycle, feeling like I would be more loved by God based off of how much I can do for Him. Being taught that I would be a better leader if I chased influence through the grind of ministry and serving and putting work over the, putting the work of the mission over anything else. Putting the work of the mission over my life, my family, my friends, being told that it's so much more important to grind it out than to actually focus on my story. But here's the beauty of this thing, right, this, on the flip side of it, is that that position and that thought's a lie. It's a lie and it's a cycle that blinds us from seeing the true life that Jesus has intended for you. Because here's the truth with this one. God is pleased with you, the you right now. 
not the you after a completed checklist. Although the mission that we have to love and serve people well is important, God prioritizes you, your full and honest self. He prioritizes your growth over the task that has to be done. When was the last time that maybe you sat and just paused, put a second on, on all the busyness and said, I'm just going to sit and embrace the true story that God loves me and he, he wants to live a life with me. There's a story in the Bible about two sisters named Mary and Martha, and Jesus actually comes to visit them. And so they begin to create a whole feast, right? That kind of sounds like my family. When we know someone's coming over, we got to create an entire show, basically. And so they're preparing, and what happens is Mary realizes, like, hey, Jesus is in my house. Like, i gotta, I got to pause because... This is Jesus, the one who is healed. This is Jesus, the one who has done miracles. And if he's going to say something, I want to be in that room. And so she takes a moment and she sits with him while Martha goes and begins to prepare this meal. And I'm going to take you to Luke chapter 10, verse 40 to 42. She comes to Jesus with the complaint. And maybe if you have siblings, you might have heard this conversation before. It says, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come help me. And then the Lord said, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. See, from the start to the end, Jesus has intended to do life with you, not under you, not around you, not over, not for, and not from, but he wants to do life with you, not to do things to impress him. Because can I just say, you have already captivated his heart from the beginning of creation. And it's life with Jesus that changes everything. Toxic religion says that my faith has to isolate me. It's when my faith feels like it's us versus them, like it's me versus you. Faith isolation looks like this. It becomes so much about you that nothing actually ever comes through you. We have influence to represent Jesus to those that we love in our lives and to those we may not even know yet. So let's do it well with grace leading the way and love being our platform. Hey, maybe you've heard the saying and maybe you've said it and I know I've been guilty of saying it. Well, someone needs to tell them. And a lot of times that phrase comes with a passive aggression emotion behind it. Can I just say, maybe we aren't the ones to fix people. Maybe we aren't the ones to, to try to make everything right. Maybe that's Jesus's job. And maybe he's given us the opportunity to embrace rather than try to fix. And as we move forward, let's break the cycle of division that tells us to draw hard lines and to only let certain people in and to push other people out. Let's break the cycle so that we can put down the defenses and love in the way that God has intended us to love. Because according to Jesus in the scriptures, we can break the cycle of division by drawing close together. As we move forward, there are three things that we can filter our thoughts, our actions, and our words through. I can stand on something without yelling at someone. I can hold a conviction about something without belittling someone. And I can believe something so hard in my soul without being rude. Friends, let's break the cycle of toxic religion in the way that we embrace, 
in the way that we love, in the way that we represent Jesus to those around us. Let's own the story so that this toxic cycle doesn't have to continue. Let's own the hurt of the past. We know it happened. Let's own it and choose a better way forward. Because faith, faith doesn't isolate a certain particular group. And maybe you felt isolated from faith because of words that were said to you or actions that were taken. I'm sorry for the God that might have been represented to you, for the words that said that God is angry with you and wants to punish you, that God is too big to care about you, or that you had to work your way to heaven, that you can't come to church because of life choices that you've made, or that your sin is too big for God to ever forgive. I think it's time that we unlearn these toxic cycles so that we can be introduced to the real Jesus. Because God embraced this outcast. God embraced me and reminded me that there is a space for me at the table, even when people that I trusted and loved put me down because of choices they thought were wrong, made me feel like God wasn't for me anymore. God reminded me that my value and worth doesn't come from the voices of others, but it comes through the cross, the undeniable love of Jesus that embraces you right where you are in every season of your life. God embraced me and he still has open arms to embrace you. See, the God I know and the God I celebrate here is a loving, kind, forgiving, encouraging, honest, and always there for you, Father. There's only one God, and anything else that points to something different than what I just listed just isn't it. Jesus came to lay down his life for our sins, but also to show us what God is really like. Friends, we're not gatekeepers of God's presence. So let's pull out a chair and create spaces that invite anyone and everyone. As we end, I want to leave you with this. Our security is found when we live life with Jesus. And you may be thinking, Jess, I'm not sure God wants to do life with me. Like, you don't know my story. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what I think. You don't know the things that I struggle with. I don't, but Jesus does. And that's why through the cross, he chose to defeat it. That's why through the cross, he chose to say, you can take off those running shoes. You don't have to hide anymore because your value and worth is found in the person and the work of Jesus. So there's no more searching or guessing if you belong, but he decided to wipe the slate clean and say that there is no more room for you to cancel yourself out. But I've made a space for you to know that there's value and worth in your life. Jesus made sure that through the cross that sin can no longer choke us or crush us or beat us and that shame can't conquer us anymore or condemn us. But we are alive because he is alive. We rise because he has risen and we know love because he first loved us and we can tell a better story because he made it possible. Friend, Jesus wants to do life eye to eye with you. So no matter where you come from, no matter what you've done, he's made it clear that he is for you and not against you. And this is why I love baptism, because it's a public celebration of the private work that Jesus is doing in your life. When I chose baptism, it wasn't because I felt like I've reached a destination or I've completed all the things that I needed to do, 
but I did it because I decided, you know what, I'm going to choose to break the cycle of toxic religion and say that I am stepping forward into a real, genuine, honest relationship with Jesus that says, no matter the scars that were left from the past, I'm choosing a better story. And through baptism, we get to celebrate that work that Jesus is doing. You may not feel it. You may not feel full ready yet, but I'm telling you that God is not done with you yet. And choosing baptism is saying, God, I believe that I can tell a better story. May not feel like it today, but I know I will see that to completion. So we celebrate this work. And if you are thinking just like, I want to take that step. I think baptism is that next step for me. Do me a favor, text the number that you see on the screen. We'd love to connect with you. One of our awesome activators will reach out to you, give you some information. And maybe you're at home and you're like, I'm not fully ready to be in the room yet. Hey, let's figure it out. Let's get you baptized at home. We've seen home baptism happen in 2020. Why not see it in 2022? Guys, there is something that Jesus is working in our lives. Toxic religion can be broken now by choosing to say, I know that I have value and worth through Jesus alone. And the cross has defeated anything that excluded me from it. And knowing that today I can take a step forward in a genuine, true relationship with Jesus. What I love so much is that when I thought I was done with God, with my faith, with church and community, Jesus decided, I'm just getting started with you. And I believe today that God is just getting started with you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for all that you do in our lives, God. We thank you that as we begin to unravel the things that we were taught about you and things that kept us from you, that you would embrace us, God, that you would allow our community to embrace us, Jesus. And Lord, today as we take steps forward through baptism, God, to say yes to your story and no to the cycle continuing. God, that we will see better days ahead of us, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that we no longer have to run in circles, God, but that you have freed us to run in a way where there's no limitations and no worries about mistakes, God, but that your love and that your grace covers it all. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross and for breaking the cycle of toxic religion. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We hope you enjoy the Active Church podcast. If you want to know more about Active Church, you can follow us on our social media platforms at Active Churches. Don't forget to subscribe as well to stay connected to future podcasts. And if you are a local, we would love for you to experience the room with us. Sunday services are 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. in Yukaipa. See you next time.